All right, welcome back to episode two of LA Countdown. I'm your host, Ava Brand, here with Will Simons again. Mm-hmm. Will, how are you doing today? I'm good. I've uh, got a lot of sports to talk about today. A lot of great teams um, been in action over the last week or so, um, and we're going to talk about a few. Yeah, we got the NBA starting, the MLS coming down to the wire, NFL season well underway. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Who do you have at number three this week? I have got the LA Lakers. Like you mentioned, the NBA season has started, and it's been a pretty slow start for the Lakers, two and three um, so far through their first five games. And last night, they blew a 26-point lead to the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC was winless before last night, and they were on the second half of a back-to-back after losing to Golden State the night before. Um, Granted, LeBron James did not play for the Lakers, um, but the Lakers still have plenty of talent around them. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. That's four future Hall of Famers that should be able to take care of the Thunder, especially when you have a 26-point lead. And Russell Westbrook, the acquisition who they picked up this offseason, has especially struggled, really, to start this season. Um, he's shooting 42% from the field and 17% from three, which is not good. Um, granted, last night he did have a triple-double, 20 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, kind of a vintage Russell Westbrook night. Um, obviously, the um, most triple-doubles all-time for um, a single NBA player, but he also had 10 turnovers that game. So Quadruple-double. Yes, exactly. Or, yeah. mm. um, and two technical fouls. That's concerning still because, you know, you can rack up all those, you know, numbers, but if you're turning the ball over, and especially when you already have a lead, I mean, that's really concerning. Um, And, you know, a lot of moving parts. Obviously, Carmelo Anthony, this is his first season, so it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to, you know, really build up that chemistry, but this is a team of a lot of veterans. I mean, aside from Anthony Davis, who's 28, Malik Monk, who's 23, I mean, the rest of this team really is in their 30s. So it's going to be an interesting um, thing to look out for if this team can keep up all season with, you know, a, a league that has an abundance of young stars that are, you know, emerging across the league. Obviously, you know, your Giannis Antetokounmpo's, your uh, Luka Doncic's, but there's a lot of other guys, you know, on yeah, teams. Young, we saw last exactly. Th- this team, this league is really deep right now. And I, I do think the Lakers are going to struggle this season more than they probably thought they would in terms of they might not be as dominant. Granted, they still have plenty of talent. There should be no excuse for this team not to be like a top four seed at the end of the year. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as they probably thought it would be. Oh, for sure. And you mentioned the uh, rest and the think they're going to be a top four seed. But if they don't, you know, if this poor start to the season comes back to haunt them when playoff talk comes around, and maybe they have to do the play-in tournament again. You know, that's just more miles, exactly. more games for the team. Um, but the NBA playoffs are still a time away. but Long way away. <laughs> long way away. Lots of games left. But the MLS playoffs are coming up. There's a couple teams left. Or a couple. there's a couple games left. So I have the LAFC as my number three team this week. Um, you know, they're, they're only one point out of the playoff spot with 44 points um not to mention the la galaxy has 46 right now they're just in there but have dropped two out of their last three so maybe the lafc can sneak on in there kick out the other la team um you have carlos vela and christian aragono leading the playoff push 
Um, Arago's been in the playoffs three out of his five seasons with Columbus, so he has that experience, can really help lead the team, show what it takes to get to the playoffs, and once, well, hopefully once they get there, what mm-hmm. it takes to stay and be consistent. Um, Vela, you know, he's battling that quadriceps injury, so it's really important that he stays healthy throughout the playoffs, you know, um, just can really unite the team. They are coming off a 3-0 victory against the Seattle Sanders, who are second in the Western Conference, so that's really good for team morale, I think, and really ins- like inspiring for the team in the locker room um, just to create the positive energy that they need, and they haven't lost since September 29th, so they're arguably one of the hottest teams right now in the MLS. Um, they are on the season-best five-game unbeaten streak, so if they can continue that, push it to seven games, I think they have a strong chance to get into the playoffs. They might need some help from the teams above them, you know, drop a couple games here and there. Um, but in the remaining two games left against Colorado and Vancouver, those are both playoff teams, so it will be tough. But, you know, I think they can do it. Um, yeah. no, I, I, I think and, they have what it takes. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Carlos Vela. I mean, he's their best scorer really um he's a guy who can really um go and just sort of make something out of nothing in terms of scoring goals and um helping these teams uh, this team win games that yeah kind of feel like must wins or at least you know you have to get some sort of result in both of their games to end the season obviously one point out isn't a whole lot but um obviously they don't control their own destiny so uh, they they will need um, to get some results and yeah Vela is you know ha- at least having him out on there on the pitch is gonna be really important just as you know some sort of decoy at the very least. Yeah, he made his first appearance since August twenty first the other day, so that was good sign. Uh, hopefully he can help push them to the playoffs. And then we have another LA team who is nearing their playoff push. So who do you have number two? Yeah, we're sticking with soccer, but we're going down to the college level. It's USC women's soccer. Um, Granted, they are uh, ranked behind UCLA in the newest uh, NCAA rankings. Um, USC actually dropped from number five to number uh, 10 um, after consecutive draws against Washington State and Washington, um, sort of that northern swing on the road. Um, and UCLA actually surpassed them. They uh, rose from eight to five with a win over Washington and a draw versus Washington State. So sort of they had that advantage in the Washington swing over the Trojans. Um, but UCLA or USC, I should say, um, still controls their own destiny in the Pac-12. Um, they have three games left in the season. Cal, number nine, Stanford. So three Pac-12 teams in the top 10. It's going to be a really fun finish. Um, and, of course, UCLA here at USC. That game could be to determine the Pac-12 title. That will be a fun game to watch if it does come down to that. Um, USC is 20 points, Stanford 19 points, UCLA 18 points. So three teams separated by two points with three games left in the season. That's going to be fun. Um, however, it's not looking that great for USC, to be fair. Penelope Hawking did leave the Washington State game with an injury. Um, and she did not play against uh, University of Washington. So her status going into the final three games in the regular season, that's going to be important to look out for. Um, she's obviously USC's all-time leading goal scorer, so you know how important she is to that team. Yeah. Um, but Croy Bethune, um, her fellow forward, um, she's been stepping up really all year. Um, she's um, 
with two goals against Washington. She actually surpassed um, Hawking for the team lead in goals this season. She's got 10 goals, six assists, both, like I said, lead, lead the team. And the USC offense as a whole leads the Pac-12 with 2.8 goals per game. That offense is going to need to keep it up um, in the most important games of their season upcoming. Yeah, I mean, Stanford on its own has a huge weekend this week, and they're playing UCLA Thursday today and USC on Sunday, like you mentioned. So that will be really telling. Maybe USC can get some help from them if uh, the cross our crosstown rival helps us out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, all three teams separated by two points, all three of them play each other in the final week or so of the season. That's really going to be cool to watch. Yeah, good soccer coming up for us. Mm-hmm. And Penelope Hawking, it's... You know, she is crucial because even if she doesn't necessarily score for the Trojans, she still draws that attention from defenses and will open things up for other other forwards like you mentioned. Yeah, precisely. So moving on, we got another fall sport in college coming to an end. But in this time, or this time, it's going to be in the pool. So I have UCLA water polo as my number two team this week. They're the number one ranked team in the nation, 16-1 overall, and their only loss was on the road to number three, Berkeley, um, by only one goal. It was a 9-10 loss, so really one goal is separating, or two goals is holding them back from an undefeated season. Um, they're, they're coming off back-to-back wins against number six Pacific on the road. It was 13-8. to They really dominated the game, aside from the third quarter where Pacific had five goals UCLA was dominant the rest of the game and their second win was against number nine Pepperdine 18 to 10 so they really really showed themselves or they really proved themselves that game that they can be that team to go all the way and they never trailed again in the game against Pepperdine in second half they really fixed those third quarter rows that made the game interesting against Pacific they fixed those and outscored Pepperdine eight to two in the second half and I think one of the best things about this UCLA water polo team is their offense is very well balanced. You know, you have you have a handful of players scoring lots of goals, and you never know who it's going to come from. Uh, Chasen Travinsano was scoreless against Pacific, comes out and has five goals against Pepperdine. And then you have other players like... Um, you have other players who can score three goals on any given night and come out and do five, give out five assists the next game. So it's just a really well balanced attack, which makes it hard for defenses. And um, they just are really well balanced. And then on the defensive end, their goalie is holding it down in the cage. He had a 50% save percentage against Pacific. Pepperdine, he had another seven saves. So it's just. He's just really holding it down, anchoring them, and defense wins championships. Goal is important, and they have a good one. Um, it's also interesting because they do play USC next Saturday. USC is the number three ranked team right now, so that'll be a big game for the rankings, for the Crosstown Cup, for Pac-12 standings, the whole shebang. So I'm looking forward to that one next Saturday. Yeah, I mean, 16-1, and one, obviously the Pac-12 is so dominant in water polo, really, uh, all, the, all the time. So, um, yeah, going 16-1 and one with, yeah, just a couple games left in the season. Um, obviously, yeah, Cal and USC hot on their tails. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, that USC-UCLA game in the Crosstown Cup. That'll be fun. So we've got a couple of USC-UCLA games that are going to have a lot of implications um, yeah. uh, coming up. Exciting time. 
Um, we're going to go back to the pitch, back to a football pitch, but this time we got a different team for number one. Yeah, um, kind of unsurprisingly, it's the Los Angeles Rams. They've had, uh, obviously, the last time we talked, they were coming off of that big loss to the Cardinals. Um, but uh, they've had three straight fairly easy wins against the Seahawks, against the New York Giants, and against the uh, Detroit Lions. However, those teams have won a combined three games all season. So it's not like the Rams have faced a crazy high level of competition um, in those you know fairly easy wins. They've won by nine or more points all three times. But um, and it's not going to get any harder. The one in six Texans are their next opponent. Um, so the Rams should not have an issue this week. I think I saw the spread in that game is something like 17 points. Um, so uh, uh, people like the Rams to um, make it look easy in that game. But I think the game to look ahead for is the Sunday night football game a week from Sunday. Um, that'll be against the uh, Tennessee Titans. That'll be a great game to watch. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Titans are coming off of big wins against Buffalo and Kansas City, um, two powerhouses in the AFC. Um, so that'll be a good test for this somewhat inconsistent Rams defense that hasn't been tested really at all since that yeah. Carolina or uh, Arizona game, I should say. Yeah, I think and the game against the Texans hopefully will boost their confidence. Yes. Or give them some foundation to build yes. upon because they will be facing an MVP candidate, arguably, in Derrick Henry. Yes, for sure. And But, I mean, frankly, the Rams have their own MVP candidate or a guy who should be getting at least some MVP um, buzz, and that's Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm, for sure. 809 receiving yards, 56 receptions, 81 targets, 9 receiving touchdowns. That leads the league in all four categories. He's actually the first receiver in the Super Bowl era with 800 or more yards, nine or more touchdowns in uh, his first seven games of the season. That's pretty crazy, especially with a quarterback that he's just um, sort of still getting used to in Matthew Stafford, um, who's, you know, obviously in his first season uh, in Los Angeles. And, you know, it, it makes me think of sort of a Drake London is having For a sure. very similar season to Cooper Cup. So two very fun wide receivers to watch really showing out in uh, Los Angeles this season. Yeah, LA loves their wide receivers. We love them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I also have the LA Rams as my number one team. You know, they are truly the best team in Los Angeles right now. Um, they're coming off, you know, I wish they were a little more dominant in that win in that game against the Detroit Lions who are winless. You know, mm -hmm. they only won 28 to 19, which Yes, it was Jared Goff's return, but it was also Matthew Stafford's game against his former team. You yeah. know, I would have liked them to be a little bit more dominant. Yeah, just a one-point game at the half, and you know the Lions were up ten to nothing in what seemed like a blink of an eye in that game too. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, somehow the Rams got it done, like they always seem to do right now. Um, yeah, so their only loss is really against the undefeated Cardinals, who are playing really well. Yeah. Really well. They're just—I don't even know what to say. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned that Stu Sta Matthew Stafford-Cooper Cup connection. It's insane. Uh, Stafford is top five in several categories for against amongst quarterbacks, including 19 touchdowns, which is only second behind Tom's Bra Tom Brady's 21. And he's third in passing yards behind Tom Brady and Derek Carr. So he's just really adjusting well into this his new team, the new offense, everything. Um, 
the defense does still have work to do, but I think the game against the game against the Texans will help them before they face the um, Titans. Mm-hmm. So the defense does have a lot of work to do, but I think the game against the Texans will be really good for their to be able to get that work done. Uh, the Texans are pretty much a dumpster fryer right now. Yeah. They traded away their um, lead running back in Mark Ingram, who led the team in rushing yards. So that doesn't necessarily help the Rams, being that they will face Derrick Henry in the following week, and he's having a stellar season. Um, I will say, though, for that Texans game, I believe Tyrod Taylor is going to be back playing. So uh, the Texans, part of their struggles, to be fair to them, have been because they've been um, Davis Mills, former Stanford quarterback, has been their uh, quarterback the past few games. He's just a rookie. So he's in a little bit over his head right now. And Tyrod Taylor is, you know, he's he's been a he's a veteran quarterback. He knows what he's doing. He actually had a really good game uh, week one against the Jaguars. So I think his um uh coming back um potentially at least i don't know if he's confirmed uh playing on sunday but i do think um he presents sort of a different dynamic for the texans that might help them out yeah that is that is a very good point he's expected to start sunday so that will be interesting for the rams and the texans just the whole dynamic that Mm -hmm. changes within the offenses and defense um but the thing about the Rams defense is they always seem to get it done. You know, they're the num- they're coming off they were number 1 ranked defense last season. They're number 21 right now, so they have obviously have a lot of work to do, but they do have a new defensive coordinator. So they're still still adjusting, probably figuring out the schemes and everything. Um but they always get it done, you know. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are shining when it counts, which ideally you want them to be shining the entire game. For sure. But in their game against the uh, the Lions. Yeah, I believe Jalen Ramsey, I believe, had an interception in that game. Um, but, yeah, and, and, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the new defensive coordinator. Obviously, losing Brandon Staley, who's now the uh, head coach across town for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a very good point because um, Brandon Staley's, you know, after last year was one of the most revered defensive minds, really, in football. Um and, you know, that that's why he got that Chargers job. So I, I, I do think it's understandable to have a little bit of a slow start for that Rams defense, like you said, with the new scheme, um, losing a really talented coordinator. But Raheem Morris um, has done a very good job, in, uh, uh, you know, on past teams and um, building good defenses. So I, I, I do think they'll um, have that defense sort of rolling when it counts, you know, towards the oh, end yeah. of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey had – it was like that one-two punch Donald and Ramsey to – set up the Rams for a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it will be interesting to watch this game on Sunday, see if they can really go out there and solidify themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just always so tough on the Rams defense. The expectation is very high, but they do still have 20 sacks on the season, which is top five in the league. So they are still performing. We just want them to do better. Yeah, LA expects them to do better. For sure. And yeah, I mean, when you have two, arguably the two top defensive players in the league, like you said, those expectations are going to be pretty high. So comparatively, yeah, they still are, you know, as you said, getting it done. Um, but yeah, maybe y- y- you know that there's still sort of another level of potential for this uh, defense that we're all kind of waiting for, it feels like. Yes. Well, we have a big weekend coming up for LA Sports, so these rankings could shift a ton mm-hmm. within the next week. We have the Lakers playing um, 
the Cavaliers tomorrow, Chargers. Evan Mobley's return. Yes, Chargers playing the Patriots. That's going to be a very good game. We didn't really even uh, talk about them. Um, yeah, they had a bad loss against the Ravens. Yes, they did. Um, and I'm trying to still think a, still a hopeful season, I think, on the rise yes, for them. I'm Justin Herbert is obviously um, Dodgers are out of the MLB playoffs, um, but the World Series is still going on, so there's still plenty to talk about. Um, there's still plenty going on in baseball. Obviously, you know, LA might not have as much in the <laughs> game right uh, anymore, but um, yeah, still a lot of uh, fun sports going on right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the standings. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, Will. Mm-hmm. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>